0: welcome to a new edition of the neon jazz interview series with korean-born new york-based composer and bassist sijun kwan he talked about his new 2022 cd micro nap with his walking cliche sex dad. The bassist's presence in the States and on the jazz scene was a seismic shift that happened fairly rapidly. He first played an upright bass just eight months before enrolling in NEC. Prior to that, he had been living in Seoul, South Korea, studying computer science and machine learning, and occasionally tinkering with an electric bass. These days, he is well on his way. We cover all of that more. Enjoy this interview.
1: Hey, thank you for taking a minute out. It's great to talk with you. I appreciate your time.
2: Thanks for doing this.
1: (laughs) Yeah, my pleasure. Before we get into your latest project, I want to know, as a recording artist, as a jazz musician, how you survived that COVID time period, the last couple of years, and how you're doing now that we're kind of coming out of it and things
2: are opening up? Uh, first of all, I during the COVID, COVID period until like 2021, May, I was in the school. Well, wow, it, it kind of feels like a like long time for me right now, but... What I remember during the COVID was like, since the band, the band, the walking Calecia Ted I made, got all like everyone like kind of moved away from the Boston and, on that period. So, and also there was like so many like restriction to gather, especially in the beginning of the period. So obviously playing was kind of impossible in a regular basis. So I think I was like composing, trying to compose a lot like I use the prime mostly for like composing and like studying scores more like just like
1: now you have a new project out. And I think that's the great thing that I'm seeing from my end of things is that, you know, I mean, over the pandemic, there was consistently albums I think that would come out probably not at the frequency that I'm seeing now, but it's so good to see musicians are releasing material with the opportunities to perform live, how does it feel at the beginning of this year to have a project yeah. coming out with the prospects of live music and just the world opening up?
2: Yeah, uh, I mean, it's obviously really good because, like, before... So I, I made a group, Walking Clicks, as on 2019, early. And we were, like, meeting almost every... At least once a week and, like, playing pretty regular basis like also in like subs like subset of the band where we're meeting almost every single day, and then the pandemic happened, and we could we couldn't do anything, and so obviously it's like really good to be oh like things are opening up, and then we can play the music that we've been like working on through the through the pandemic, so those are really good, but at the same time for me like i think like those periods it feels like a past. And I'm, like, I'm kind of, like, moving forward, like, writing new music and everything. Yeah, I, I kind of want to, like, obvi- obviously play the material, but, like, play the material from the, my pro- like, previous project, but at the same time want to, like, kind of, like, move on to do something new.
1: Sure, and, you know, micro nap really is, like you said, you know, I mean, there's, there's, there's a newness to it, there's a freshness to it. it, it it's a concept that, um, it, it, to me, represents, the absolute essence of freedom, which is why we enjoy jazz so much. So, from your perspective, tell me how this project came together.
2: Yeah, so, my um, current, so I'm not sure you're aware of my previous, our first album. I mean, it was only released through, like, Bandcamp, like, very individually, called Sweet Chaser Flex. This project was actually, like, kind of, like, it's like a, like, kind of same thing from the, the, my previous project. Like, because I was actually trying to release my first album, with some of the I think half of the uh, later, especially the sweet, the tra- sweet transient in the my in the micro was supposed to be included in the my previous album, and then the pandemic happened. The recording date got like all messed up, so I had to like separate the track and then like re. What should I say? like write more music for the second album. And for me it's like a kinda of like kind of continuous one whole thing. So so this this whole like first album, second album, like Three Chase, micro MicroNet kinda of begins with my the the band my bandmate Aris Besto, the pianist. So we were almost like at some point like playing almost every single day and like we were writing like music which most of them are now in the trash, <laughs> like almost every single day I'm like, rehearsing that, and we were like kind of like trying to workshop about like workshop like like very like what should i say detailed like written out composition to like extreme free like improvisation and like how to connect or how to like explore the, explore that spectrum between like control to the chaos or i won't say chaos but I would say com- composition to the the spectrum of the composition and the improvisation. These are like the excuse, first of all, for us, I think, of that, of that, all, our, our, our exercises and our, our, like study of our, like previous, like, com- like previous musicians like Vijay Iyer, Tyson Soray, or Anna Weber, John Hollenbeck, so, and also Anthony Braxton, obviously, I think, and Henry Threadgill. So, like kind of reflection to those people, our study of those people. And I thought that the whole process felt like a kind of, like, kind of are related to, like, what should I say? Uh, Yeah, some kind of, like, non-linear, like, the, the nature of the non-linear. Does this make sense? I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah, it does. It does. And, yes. and that's kind of what I was going after when I was trying to kind of, you know, introduce the concept, and you really did elaborate on it really well, and, and I'm curious, you know, how did you arrive at this place that you're at in jazz? Talk to me about where you were born and raised, and kind of how some of the seeds of music and playing and jazz got into you.
2: Yeah, so first of all, I I studied mechanical engineering in, my, in South Korea and computer science, and before I came to the United States, so I did I wasn't like, involved in south korea any of like jazz scene in in south korea but i loved music and i was listening to tim byrne tim byrne and like Crick Taborn. i think i remember also i was listening to john zorn a little bit i was just like listening to a bunch of th- those people micro microforma and, and yeah I, I, it, it, it was everything kind of happened in a natural way i i, I kind of wanted to learn bass double bass and then like i learned the double bass and then like My teacher was like, oh, maybe you should apply to New England Conservatory. And I was kind of working hard because I really liked playing music, and I really liked the music, what I was hearing. So, and then I got in. And then, so, my actual music, all my musical experience, real musical experience started when I came to the United States, which was 2016. And then, like, as usual, I was, like, trying to learn the instrument itself and also, Learn the traditions at the same time try to be more creative like studying like studying with classical composers or like studying like new music or contemporary classical like scores or something like that, and also trying some some like many different things I think I also remember doing uh like kind of show with the play the actor like kinda of improvising music with the act like improvising act or something like that. So, so all those kind of like experience, yeah.
1: So, was it always a dream of yours to get to New York to come to America?
2: Obviously, yes, because I think I was always like like checking out all the new. Even before I was playing like instrument, I was always like checking checking out like like maybe like who's playing in Smalls or like who's like 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 maybe checking out like who's playing in Stones and like try to find the record of them and then like listen to them.
1: What was the first show that you saw live in New York that just blew you away, that kind of was a transcendent moment where you're like, I'm here, I'm in the mecca of jazz, and I'm watching this live?
2: Uh, I think it was 2015, right before I came to like, study in the United States. I, I visited here on uh, like November, and I went to Stone. And in, in the Stone, I think I remember there was, it was Tyson Soray and Mike, Mike, Mark Helias. Uh And then there was a guitarist, actually, I can't remember who the, name is, who the name is. But, I mean, that day I was, like, really blown away by Mark, Mark Helius. So that that show was, like, really, like, kind of shocking to me. And also, I remember I was watching Ambrose Akimushre's, like, Village Vanguard concert, which was, I think, in March in 2016 or February. Yeah, those two were kind of, like, really... I think I memorable, one of the memorable shows I, I saw in New York.
1: So I think for the typical musician, you know, you, you always grow, you always evolve. And, but, but I have a feeling, I have a, just a sense from my perspective that those that come from different countries that go through different, uh, you know, different lengths to get to where they want to go, geographically and metaphorically speaking, there, there's a lot more growth. So you kind of have to grow up in a different way. How do you see your evolution in, in the world of jazz since you've come to New York and been in the biggest game of jazz possible? Are you happy with where your evolution has gone, where you are with MicroNAP, and Afton, where you're at right now in your career?
2: Like, I have no complaints. I mean, like, obviously there's so many things that like I want to do in the future and I'm, I'm planning to do. I, I, yeah, I feel like, you know, evolution-wise, like, first of all, for me, like, what really care is, I think there's always, like, two aspects for the musician, like, first is, like, like, the, the music itself I'm, I'm making, and the other is more, like, a outside career side, that if you're getting gigs, or, like, if people are recognizing your what you're doing, and people are, like, maybe appreciating or not, but, like, um i mean obviously there's so many things i want to study more and i want to like, explore and i want to like i want to experiment but right now the the, the nap and everything I'm, I'm i'm very happy with this and i'm also very happy with what i'm like current like what i'm planning and like what i'm i'm going to do in the future too which i i feel like is going to happen pretty soon and also yeah also, like, I appreciate, I mean, yeah, the, the other side, how it's, like, recognized, like, getting what, like, the, the reviews or words that they're getting, I, I, I'm getting, I'm i happy with it, right? Does that mean, is that the answer that? Yeah. Right yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, you hit nail on the head. So, you know, sometimes I like to ask people if they could, go back in time and see any jazz musician anywhere, who would you see? And I am going to ask that. Like, who would you want to see? But I'm very interested in the shows that you mentioned, the cutting-edge cats that you've caught live. So I'm going to ask you this. Who's the one person in the world of jazz right now that you would love to see live? And who would you go back in time to see live in in the annals of jazz?
2: For the past one, going to, going back to the past, there's a one YouTube There's, I think it's on the YouTube where the Coltrane Quartet, I think it was a half note. Yeah, live at the half note on 1965. This recording is like, I, I listen to this like over and over. One of the, uh, there's a, like a track in the YouTube called like, Coltrane playing, I want to talk about you. And it's like split into two. And I think the first video, McCoy, it, it features, my, it says McCoy Tyner solo. And the second video goes to John, the Coltrane solo. And I listened to this over and like, like, I don't know how, how many times I actually listened to it. It's like something that I, I was, I always go back and listen back. And I kind of wish I maybe, I, I, I actually imagine a lot being there, like how I, I might have felt in that situation. And I especially really like this record because like, I was, back in, back in NEC, I was like, my friend was taking a lesson with Billy Hart. And he called me for, like, maybe doing, like, a trio session. Trio, his lesson as being, like, a trio session. Billy Hart actually introduced this video to us. And then so we, we listened to the whole thing, and then we got, like, kind of blown away. So this is my answer for the past one. And right now, if I want to see, should it be jazz? <laughs> actually, I'll go for jazz. I I think I really want to see... I, I really want to see Eric Revis group. You know the recording, sleep not through a looking glass.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
2: yeah. That that. I mean, I, I'm a huge, huge fan of Eric Revis, Revis. So this will be my, I think, answer for for now.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's phenomenal. Yeah, for sure. That would be a wonderful show. Um, yeah. So let me ask you this: Why do you love jazz?
2: I think this kinda of connects to the my the concept I was talking about, the micronive. I feel like jazz deals with the those what should I say? Those extremes. Like being like free to be in control always have to deal with those like two extremes. And it, it feels a little ironic always for me. Because like I remember I was taking a lesson from Ethan Iverson back in the in, back in NEC and He actually, like, released a, what should I say, like, blog, like, post something about this, like, about, like, jazz being, the practice of jazz should be more like, so he was saying a lot of times he felt like the students, usually the students' problem might be they're improvising too much, then they're playing their compositions, which for me, I'm not saying I'm I'm agreeing or I'm, like, disagreeing with that, but I, I feel like for me, there's always, like, you know, like, people will say in the beginning stage, like, learn the language, like, transcribe the lyrics of the Charlie Parker or some someone else and then, like, try to adapt it. So I feel like there's always, like, a compromise or some kind of, like, yeah, people are dealing with the spectrum of the competition and improvisation. So I think that's, like, really fascinating always and also always makes the music really fun. And then sometimes music goes, like, extremely different way. There's a flexibility, but also we might stay there and then really make it right. Just really sound just like great as usual.
1: So everyone out there has a perception or an idea of you, they, who they think you are, your family, your friends, your fans, but ultimately you're the one in control of your life. What's your perception of you? Who do you think you are?
2: I think I, I I'm not sure this is the right answer but like for your question, but I always want to be like, a band leader who writes all the the music for the the bands, all original music, and yeah, I think I really like doing that. Like I like like I like running a band, and I like writing for them. And I, I like like having a communication with them to like like what should I say like put how to like you know think of like try to put like reflect their personality to the comp- composition or some kind of, like some kind of things like that. And in the more, maybe, so, so in more outside world view, maybe it, it will be more like a composer and band leader, and maybe later I'll say bassist. <laughs> does that make sense?
1: Yeah, totally does. Yeah. No, that's a great yeah. answer. So, let me ask you this. Let's get to the good business of everything. If ever anyone wants to pick up Micro Nap, learn more about life, shows you might have this year, anything about you work, they go. Where's the best place?
2: In the web, in the online or in the in the offline world. Yeah, I mean, I have a website, CijunquanMusic uh, Yeah, that will be the place where people can find everything about me. Yeah,
1: thank you for taking time out today to open up about the new album, your life, and music. This has been great. Thank you for opening up
2: yeah thank you thanks for having
0: me thanks for listening and tuning in to another Neon Jazz interview where we give you a bit of insight into the finest players and minds in South Korea New York City Kansas City and spots all over the world giving fans all that jazz and thanks to Si Jun for his time music and story if you want to hear more interviews go to Famous Interviews with Joe Domino on Apple Podcasts or Spotify you can find us at youtube.com and for everything Neon Jazz go to the neonjazz.blogspot.com until next time enjoy the jazz my friends
1: Neon Jazz